All right. Good morning. You guys wide awake? Yes. You guys, yeah. you guys all look wide awake. At least Mercy's wide awake. Yeah. All right. So how many of you guys got on Google last week after you got out of church or sometime during the week and looked up the 40 fruit tree? Michelle did. Thank you, Michelle. She tagged us in it. Isn't that the most amazing thing that you've ever seen? The fact that God has made all these different trees, different kind of fruits, and, and this guy has taken this and grafted them all together. And this tree produces basically almost any kind of um, fruit that you, can, that you need off of it. It's a, you can sustain yourself with that because it has almonds, it has, I think it has um, uh, peaches, plums. I mean, there's just so many different things. And if you haven't looked it up, go look it up when you get done with service. Don't look it up now. Pay attention. But it is amazing. So I'm going to kind of stay in the, the same kind of uh, vein of what kind of season we're in. Right now, we're in planting season. The last three, four weeks has been planting season. Farmers are putting everything they can get into the ground in the next, within the last three weeks and until probably next week. They're trying to plant everything they can to get into the ground because the ground is not soggy anymore. It's, it's, it's moist ground. It's perfect ground to start planting in. So Sarah always says, never plant anything until Memorial Day. So our garden, or our Memorial Day weekend, so our garden is pretty much all done. She was slaving over it yesterday, trying to get it in the ground. And so planting season is here. We're planting things. We're planting flowers. We're planting uh, trees. We're planting whatever we're, we're planting. We're, we're doing that in the right time and doing it now because it is the perfect time to do it because it's nice outside. The ground is not, you know, frozen. It's not, you know, waterlogged. It's not in a, it's not dry. So right now our, our gardens, our fields, our, our areas that we're planting in are perfect. What happens when we plant things? You guys, whoever, who's ever planted a garden? A few of you. The rest of you, we'll figure that out later. <laughs> this will be a lesson for you guys. So when you plant a garden, what you do is this. is you, If you guys have been over my house in the last couple of weeks, you've seen the different boxes and different things that Sarah and I have been working on. I um, was out with our little rotor tiller cultivator, whatever you want to call it, and was working up this area, and it was grassy. I mean, we're talking full grass. I mean, this was the yard, basically. And, we, and so I went out there about three or four different times, spent an hour each time cultivating. What I was doing is I was pulling up the grass, pulling it up, and, and pulling up and loosening up the dirt. The dirt there was hard. It was not able to be planted in. So I had to get all the grass up, and so what we did is we I tilled it up one time, got all the... We, got all the grass up, waited for it to dry up, pulled all the grass out, shook up all the dirt that we could get off of it, and then threw all the, the grass pieces and the weeds, because we live out in the country, so it's not really a, a yard. It's kind of a field that we call a yard. And so we take it, and we throw all the junk out, and we take the dirt. So I let the dirt, and it rains. So I take the dirt again, and I go out there, and I'm buzzing around with this little cultivator, and I'm tilling it up and getting deeper into the soil, bringing the moisture out, bringing what's in the soil up, and, of course, our house, I think somebody had used it as a place just to, like, hey, we're just going to throw all this old stuff here. So we're, like, digging up, like, chunks of random things out of the yard. I'm like, where does this come from? But we planted 
our garden. So yesterday I was working on some things for Sarah while she's planting the garden. I was working on a tomato thing for the tomatoes to climb up. And so she's out there working in the garden and what she's doing is she's digging up. She's got her little shovel. It's about yay big. I don't even understand why you'd use a shovel that small, but it makes sense now. And um, she takes the shovel and she pulls out a little dirt, puts that dirt in there or puts the uh, plant in there. And then she goes, okay, water it. So I go and water it. And then she goes back and fills it in. So, you know, a lot of times people will say, okay, I'm going to plant something. I, I put it in there, pack it in, and then I water it. Well, what, we, what happens is, is you have to, that little soil cup, that, it come, that little cup it comes in, or the little plastic container it comes in, you have to break that apart a little bit to let the roots move, to let the roots uh, expand. Because a lot of times, you guys ever had a potted plant? and it's, you know, in the little ceramic pots, and you set it on your desk, or you set it on your table, and it looks great, but it only gets to a certain height because it's constricted. Plants usually will grow to whatever depth or range that you give them to. It's like those fish. You, you know, you give them a small tank, they, they stay small. You give them a large tank, they grow bigger. Same way with a plant. If you constrict the roots, we have this, uh, I think it's a rubber tree, rubber plant. It's only about this tall, and... It was in this case, or in this little ceramic thing, and I pulled it apart, and the, the roots were basically everywhere. There was very little soil left to it because the roots had just grown as much as they possibly could. <coughs> Excuse me. So I had to break it apart a little bit and put it in a bigger potter. And so Sarah was putting the stuff in there. She mushed up and put it in there, and then I watered it, and then she filled it back. So what she was doing was releasing it to grow into what it was going to be. So it's the same way with us. When God does something in us, he, we have roots, and God does something in us, but he, he works up the soil, works up the roots, and then releases us into something bigger to go and grow. So planting is, is some people like gardening, some people hate gardening. Some people are like, oh, I just want to go to the grocery store, pick up a bag of apples, or pick up you know, some onions, or pick up you know, green peppers. I don't want to plant this. We love doing this. This is something we do. We make salsa. We make all kinds of different things, because we like to have and say, this is ours. This is fresh. We, made, we grew this. We cultivated it. We pruned it. We did whatever we could to get the result of what we have. So we nurture plants. We water them. We fertilize them, we weed the gardens so, so that in the fall we get a harvest. Some people fertilize, we don't fertilize our plants. We just naturally grow our plants. But we, people grow gardens to get a harvest. They don't grow a garden to say, well, you know, it looks pretty and there's pretty tomatoes out there. Yeah, everybody knows that you get your phone out and you get your first tomato, your first, you know, something that comes off your garden, you're like, click, and then you instantly Instagram it, tweet it. Facebook, and everybody's like, 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 and everybody knows you do that. Like, oh, first tomato on the vine, you always take a picture of it, or first harvest you get off of your garden, you're just like, look what I got. Look what I got off of my garden. I did this. I grew this. But the fall is when we harvest what we've worked so hard for. We're in the, we're in the perfect time right now for growing. Corn's been planted. I've been watching farmers up and down the roads planting corn in the last couple of weeks. And by the you know, middle of July, end of July, we're going to see six-foot-tall you know, stalks out there. And we're going to be driving by. I'm like, hey, wasn't this just an empty field full of dirt? And then you know, three, uh, two months from now, it's going to be just full of, of corn. But we plant things. We, we invest things. We deposit things into the ground 
and maintain them over the three to four months to result in a harvest, to result in fruit of what we've planted. May is a great time of year because all the ground is tilled up. It's perfect for planting. You don't want to plant in February. You don't want to plant in uh, September because what happens is nothing grows because there's a growing season that God has designed for our region. For in Michigan, we get, you know, we get three months of road construction and my, nine months of winter. So God has designed us a, a perfect season of that three months to grow what is perfect for our climate. May's nice. It's it's cool. It's uh, you know, heck, it was like thirty a week ago. I mean, it, cool beyond cool sometimes. But we have a temperature in in this season in this part. May is still spring. It's not summer yet. June is considered summer. May is is still spring, and spring is for planting. And it's warm enough. It rains enough. The soil's perfect and ready to be planted, ready to be seeded, and. It's just a great time to do it. But then we look at June and July. The heat starts coming. The, the plants start growing. It's like, you ever watched a plant? You go out and you water it one morning, and then you come back the next evening, and you're like, why is that plant like six inches taller? Why did it just instantly, it looks like it, spr- it grew like a foot overnight, and you walk, and you're like, that's not the same plant, is it? But they, there's something about the, the watering and the heat in, in a garden, in, in a planting situation that will, you can have rain one day and then heat the next day and you'll physically watch that plant grow within a day of what it was. It'll grow overnight. Within a 24-hour period, that plant can be completely different looking than what it was. So you have June and July, the heat starts coming, it gets warm, our yards start looking yellow, our, they start getting brown, eventually some of them just die and there's nothing to our lawns, depending on if you like to water your lawn 24 hours a day. But in those months, things start to grow, but we also see, what do we see in the summer? We see a lot of dust. We see a lot of things that start to die. We see a lot of things that get parched, things start to dry out, the dust is in the air, our cars are always covered with, well, my car is always covered with dust because I take gravel roads. I'm the, I'm the guy that likes to drive all the back roads on the way home from work. I'm like, I'll just take this road. I've never been down this road. Oh, this is a season road? I'll try it anyway. And I, I'm always covered with dust. But in, in the, the summer, we start to see dust more. We start to see things that are living, but we start to see dust, things that start to blow away. Things get parched, things get dried out. Dust is in the air. You know, we have to watch our plants in June, July, and August because what we're looking for is to make sure that they are watered properly, properly maintained, because if they're not, they'll dry out and die within a couple of days because they're not being properly watered. We watch them. We want them to be successful. We want, we want them to be fully watered because we want them to live. We want them to grow. We, as, as people, are, are very similar to plants if you look at the life cycle and what they do. We have seasons of growth. We have seasons of, of, of times where it's like, it feels like a drought. There's times in our lives where there's seasons, 
And God is doing something no matter what we think is going on. God is always working in the season even when we don't think the season is a time for growth. So if you guys know me, I love the book of Isaiah. I have my baby Bible, so I'm going to actually read it off of my paper today because I can't even read that. It's so tiny. Yeah. And everything starts to blend together. So I'm, I was in Isaiah 43, <coughs> and I was reading this, and it made me start to think about what I was just talking about with the planning and the seasons and, and things like that, but it made me start thinking about us as humans and what we go through, where we, where we are in our seasons in life, seasons in our, you know, there's seasons in a year. We have four seasons. And during our lives, during our, our, even during our year, we have seasons in the year. Sometimes it's like three months, and that was just, it was hard, and I don't understand why it was hard. And there's other times where it was like, man, these six months or seven months or eight months, these were great. This is a great season. God has us in seasons. God makes us in seasons. So Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 says, But forgetting the past... It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do, for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun to do it. Do you see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness, and I will create rivers in the wasteland. You guys remember July a couple years ago, or July and August? It was so hot that it was like you could... You could spit and it would like evaporate before it hit the ground. It was it was so dry and so miserable out that you didn't want to be outside. It was so hot. It was like 103 degrees a couple of times, and the humidity was like a million. And it, you just walk out there and you just sweat, and you're just like, I just took a shower, and you you know you you'd be sweaty and nasty, and everything was drying up. We were watching corn die because we had no rain. Corn was turning yellow. The, there was no rain. We hadn't had rain in a month or more. And we were watching things dry up and be, and it was turning into just, I mean, the corn was all yellow. Everything was, yards were dying. Everything was dying around us. Plants weren't, weren't growing properly. Corn was short. Everything was, was not in the proper way. A lot of times we're the same way. We're a lot like plants, and we're gonna, I'm going to kind of explain this to you. Healthy things always grow. So in our lives, there's going to be times where we're going to be cultivated. What, what is cultivating? Cultivating is taking the earth, turning the earth. You know, you guys ever seen the farmers out with the big disc or the big um, uh, tractors out there? And they're just tilling up the earth. They're, you know, they're, they're breaking the ground up to do something with the ground. So God has us in multiple seasons, multiple times, where he's doing something in us. Sometimes we're in a cultivating season. Our hearts are being processed and prepared for something to be planted in us. God is working on breaking the, the hard soil in our hearts, hard soil in our, in our minds, in our lives, whatever it is, and preparing your heart, preparing your life to be, so, uh, to be sowed into for a seed to be planted for something to start being grow, something to be growing in your life. God has to work in us to grow something in us. You can't expect God to not do something, to not change anything, to not be 
moving and changing in our lives and for him to just say, okay, well, I'm going to grow something. You cannot grow something that, you cannot grow a seed in soil that has not been cultivated. You can't set a corn seed on the top of the ground and say, okay, grow. You can't set a tomato plant on top of the ground, pull the plastic off, and set the little thing there and say, okay, grow. On soil that hasn't been cultivated, hasn't been turned, hasn't been worked up to release something to grow. So God is going to cultivate our hearts. God is going to cultivate. He's going to till up that soil. He's going to move something around in us to say, you know what, I'm going to prepare you to be planted in something that I'm going to plant in you. I'm going to put a seed in you that is going to grow into great fruit. But what we do is we're like, okay, God, I just want to see the fruit. I don't want to have to worry about the cultivating. The cultivating is one of the hardest parts because that means that we have to change things, that we have to change mindsets, that we have to change lifestyles, that we have to change the way we think, the way we act, the way we talk. Everything about it has to change. Because what he's doing is he's taking what looks like it's flat and he's bringing it and he's cultivating it and saying, you know what, I'm going to take what looks like this and I'm going to totally rearrange everything that it looks like. God is saying, I'm going to rearrange the soil in your heart. I'm going to till up the soil in your heart, break it apart, whether it's dry, whatever it is, I'm going to break it apart and I'm going to cultivate it and so it's good for planting. Farmers can't plant anything, can't plant corn in a field that's not been cultivated. They can't just go out there and throw corn on a field that's hard and flat and rocky. God can't grow anything in us unless we allow him to cultivate, to turn up the soil of our hearts so we can respond to him and accept something that he's going to plant in our some of us are in that cultivating season. Some of us are, God is working on our hearts, working on changing things in us so that he can do something great in us. Some of us are in that planted season. God's already planted something in us. God has imparted something into us. He's, he's giving us something into our hearts, into that soil of our heart, and that seed is there. A lot of times, the cultivating part seems hard. And it is one of the hardest parts because God works on us. But what happens is, is this, is he cultivates us and then our hearts are ready. And we're like, okay, God, I'm ready. I can receive from you. Put in me what you want to put in me. Do something in me that you want to do in me. So what God does is he takes that plant, puts the seed in the ground, covers it, waters it. You guys ever planted um, green beans or any kind of beans? Oh, Sarah's doing that today. I forgot. She's got her little beans soaking in this little dish at home. And she's like, I've never soaked them before. She's like, I always just put them in the ground and, and did it. And her dad does the same way, just puts them in the ground and, you know, covers them up and water, waters them and covers them up. And she's like, I didn't realize I had to soak them. Or she goes, I've never soaked them all the years that I've planted beans. 
And so she's got like these two little dishes at home and she's soaking them in water for 24 hours or something like that. And she's, she's going to plant them later on today or tomorrow. But God, when we're in that planted stage, God has broken apart that root section and he's put it in the ground, covered it back up with dirt and saying, you know what? I've planted something in you, but you're not going to see it right away. God has areas in our lives that he's working on. Some of you are in, in, in your season right now, in your life, God has planted something in you and you don't see anything. It doesn't look like anything. You're like, I, he worked on me. He cultivated this ground. It was tough. It was hard. I didn't like it sometimes. It was annoying sometimes. That he said, okay, I've cultivated your soil and I'm going to plant something. And, he, and right now you're in that planted stage and God's like, I've planted something in you. And you're like, but God, I don't see anything. I don't see anything coming up from the ground. All I see is the dirt where you packed it back down, where my heart has been packed back down after you planted something in me. <coughs> Excuse me. But what we don't see is this, and that's the next step in that, is God is, there's something taking root. You guys ever seen an acorn? When it starts to expand from the shell and it starts to grow, oak trees are notorious for just popping up random places. You can not have an oak tree and a squirrel can bring an acorn into your yard and within a year you'll have an oak tree about a foot tall coming out of your yard and you're like, where'd that come from? That's the way any kind of like a acorn, any kind of nut acorn or even a bean, you get a, you get a little shell and all of a sudden there's a little crack and there's a little sprout coming out. So right now, you're in that planted section. You don't see it. You don't see underneath the ground. You don't see that little bean that has a little sprout coming out of it. And eventually it's going to start pushing its way through the dirt. And you don't see that plant that God put in your heart, that little plant that he put in your heart. You don't see it doing anything. You just see it, or you just see it sitting there. It's a little transplant. You see, oh, it's just a plant. It's just sitting there. It's not doing anything. But what we don't see is that it's taking root. There's a root system growing in our heart. God, once he plants something in us, there's a root system that starts to take root in the dirt, starts to work its way through the dirt, starts to work its way through what God is doing in our hearts. He doesn't cultivate the soil and say, well, you know, I'll leave it at that. He cultivates, he plants, and what he plants starts to take root. When we allow God to cultivate our lives, to plant something in our lives, it starts to take root, starts to grow, whether we realize it's growing or not. Most of the time, by the time you see a plant pop up from the dirt, it's got a root system that is already growing, that's already flourishing. Without a root system, plants don't live. Their water doesn't come in from you pouring water on top of them. Plants grow from the root system, taking water from the soil. Plants leach water from the soil. <coughs> so we see nothing after God's planted us. Okay, God, you did this in me. You said, I'm going to do this in you. Well, why don't I see it? Because it is taking root. Something is taking root in your lives to grow.
So in our lives, how does, when God does something in our life, when God plants something in our life, how do we allow it? How do we make sure it takes root? Because God can plant something in our life. We all know the parable of the sower. There's going to be rocky ground. There's going to be, there's going to be seeds that don't grow. So you guys ever planted something? Or ever had that class project where you bring home a little plant and you have to grow it or whatever? We've got a, a cabbage or something sitting on our... Yeah, not anymore. It's not really... It was a little sprout that they had to grow a cabbage over the summer and then bring it back to school. It never happens. Every year we get that little plant and it sits on our windowsill. We water it for like a week and then we're like, eh, we don't care. So when God plants something... It starts to take root. But how do we have to be part of that taking root? We can't just allow, we just don't say, okay, God, you're doing this, and now it's just going to take root. I'm not going to have to do anything. I'm not going to have to do, you know, I'm just going to sit back and let, let it do what it does. No. In our lives, we have to do something. We have to be partners in that for it to take root. We need to start developing roots. When God is planting something in our lives, we need to start developing roots. We need to start planting the roots into the soil. And how, does it, how do we do that? By the Word. The Word will help what God has planted in us to take root. It helps it grow. It helps it flourish. It helps it become so invested in the soil that it, it takes forever to get up. You guys ever had to pull something up by the roots and you, you're like, oh, it's just a little plant, and then you find out there's like massive root system? I pulled up this holly bush. Or no, what was it? No, this little weird flowering thing at our house before I planted the garden. And I'm like, I cut them off, and they were about as big as my pinky. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, no problem. I took me 35 minutes. I'm sitting there with a pick, and I'm just like hacking at it. I got a saw. I'm... And I pull it up, and there is a root system like this big, like this tall, from like four or five little shoots like this big. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But that's what we don't see is there's a massive root system underneath in things that God does. God is trying to do something in you when he plants something in you, when it's taking root. Our job is to allow it to take root. Developing those roots in prayer, in the Word, in community. When we, our roots go deep, it's hard to pull us up and to move us somewhere else. There's some areas behind our house that have like these reeds and these kind of, I don't even know how to explain what they are, but they're kind of like, they get like reeds towards the end of the year when they start to die. And it's impossible to get those up. They will grow everywhere, but it is impossible to get those up. The only way you can get those things up is to basically saturate the soil for days upon days before they, in the fall, and then to start to dig around them, and then you have to cut the roots out in order to get those. Somebody's like, oh, I want some of those. I said, good luck. You can have all the time you want to go and take those out. <coughs> but when God plants something in us, it, it starts to take root, but we need to develop those roots. We need to develop those roots starts with the word, starts with prayer, starts with community, starts with going deeper in our relationship with God. Starts with developing a regular pattern of nourishment for ourselves, for our hearts, because you can have something take root, but unless you're watering it, unless you're feeding it, it's not going to grow. So we need the word, we need prayer, 
We need community. We need people around us to help us to grow, to take root, to get our roots deep into the soil. The next one is, is growing. You finally see that little sprout. You see that little piece of green sticking out of the soil. You guys ever plant anything and you're like, man, I hope this works. And then it finally does. And you're like, yes, I've got something. It starts to grow. You see that what you planted starts to grow. And you're like, yes, I've finally seen something as a result of what we're doing. So some of us are in that season of growing. Some of us are in that season of I'm starting to grow. God's planted something in me. It's taking root. It's growing. But how do we go from there? If we're in that growing season, we need to take good care of our hearts. God is watering us. We're getting fed. You know, the Word is feeding us. We're, going, we're, we're listening to the Word being preached. God is doing something in us. We're feeding things. Things are being weeded out. Gardens, if you ever had a garden, you don't just throw stuff in there and go, okay, good. You have to go back and maintain it. God, is, God waters us. God is always going to provide water for us. But what happens is, is we forget to feed and we forget to weed. So what happens is, is we're just like, yep, God did this in me. I see it growing. And then we don't feed ourselves. We don't allow ourselves to get into the word. We, we oh, I'm just too busy. Didn't have time to do this. I got too busy. Didn't have time to do this. And what happens is the plant stops growing. Or we forget to weed. We forget to pull out the things in our life that can, that can, we don't want to pull out the things in our life that will take us to the next level. What happens is we're like, okay, well, I'm just going to, my plant's here, it's great, there's a little bit of grass growing here. You guys ever had a garden and you just forget to maintain it and then you come back like a week later and it's like, oh, I've got way too much stuff and you're pulling grass and you're pulling random little sprouts of whatever out of there. What happens is God, when he plants something in us, it doesn't say that it's going to be perfect. He says, I'm going to plant something in you and I'm going to grow something in you. But our job is to allow him to water us, allow him to move in our lives. But we need to feed ourselves. We need to be in the word and we need to weed out things in our life. We need to allow people to weed things out in our life. We need to allow people to come into our life and say, man, I just see something in your life right now that's not healthy, that's in your garden, that's growing next to you that's not healthy, we need to pull that out. We need to pull that little sprout out. Because what happens is the weeds will come up and you'll have one little plant and the weeds will come up and they'll just swallow it up. And, you will have, and the plant will basically be choked out and all these weeds, which are the, you know, don't need to be, they grow better than the plant because they're pulling all the nutrients, all everything out of the soil for themselves. And what happens is the plant, you guys ever had a plant and it doesn't, you have too many weeds around it or too many things around it and it doesn't grow. Weeds will make something that's growing not grow. <coughs> Excuse me. So, we need to weed our gardens. We need to weed the gardens of our hearts. Weed the gardens of our, our, of our lives and say, I need to get my life ready. I need to get this ready to produce fruit. God says, I'm going to grow something in you, but you need to feed yourself. 
You need to weed your garden. Allow other people to come in and help weed your garden. When there's things that are unhealthy in your life, allow them to say, man, that's just not healthy. It's, it's taking you and it's suffocating you out of what God has for you. Excuse me. And then there's another one. And this is what we see in July and August. We see those hot months come. You know, you started out great. You're in May. I'm getting cultivated. Or April and May, I'm getting cultivated. God's planted something in me. I'm growing. I've got good roots going down. It it seems to be great. The weeds are getting pulled out. And then something comes in and it, it starts to dry up. Something, something steps into your life, something happens in life, and it starts to get dried up. You know, the heat comes, the sun comes out, you're not watering, you're not feeding, it gets parched. Some of us are in a season where we're parched. Some of us are dying for a drop of water to refresh us. And if the wind picks up too much, it's going to blow away everything around us. Everything that we, we, we have in life, it seems like, man, I'm just, I don't know. It's, there's something going on, God. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm dry. I'm, you feel like you're not receiving from God. You feel like, man, I'm just, I don't know what's going on. And it feels like every time the wind blows, every time something happens, something gets stirred up, a little bit blows away, a little bit blows away. A lot of us, some people are in the season of, I'm so dried up. We're dried up from hurt, bitterness, anger, disappointment, relationships. And we're crying out to God saying, God, remember when you did this for me? Remember when I went through this and you brought this to me? I need you to bring this to me again. Some of you feel like you're out in the middle of the wilderness walking around saying, God, I don't know where I'm going. I'm dry, I'm parched, I need a drop of water. Remember how you took care of me in the past. Remember how the children of Israel got, they always like, oh God, why did you leave us out here? God's like, remember how I took care of you in the past. Quit complaining. Some of you are parched and crying out, God, where are you? Remember when you took care of me in the past? I need to know now, and I need that now, for you to take care of me. To water me again. I'm so parched that when the wind blows, stuff flies away. feels like you're losing grasp on everything. Your root system's drying out. The dirt around you's falling. And you're wondering if you're even going to survive the rest of the season. This is where Isaiah comes in. You say, God, what you did for me in the past, I need you to do it for me now. But Isaiah says this. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Then he says, see, I am doing a new thing. A couple different translations say this. It says, One translation says, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do 
now. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun to work. God's saying if you're parched, if you're dried out, if you're in that, in that season, I'm going to do something new. I've already begun it. Don't you see what I'm doing? He says, I'm going to make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in a dry wasteland. Some of us are in a season that we're so parched and that we're so dried out that we can't even see what's in front of us. But God says, I am doing something new. Behold. Behold means look and see and take, and look in and understand what I am doing. He says, I'm going to create a pathway through the wilderness. I'm going to create a path for you to get out of the season that you're in. I'm going to create a path through the wilderness for you because you can't find your way. You're wandering around. You don't know where you're going. You're like, God, I don't even know where I'm going. Help me get out of this season. Help me get out of this wilderness. And God's like, I'm going to create a pathway for you. I'm going to walk with you through this. He says, forget the former things. He says, I'm going to do a new thing. He is not going to operate the same way every time. God is not going to do the same. When you're struggling with something, God's not going to operate the same every time. He operates. He's always working, but he's not going to do the same way. We're like, God, remember when you did this and I was going through a similar season and you did this? That would be great right now. Just do that for me. But God's like, I don't want to operate that way. Has God ever moved the same way in your life? The same situation? Because every situation is different. God's going to operate differently. God is always going to be working for you, always going to be operating. But he's like, ah, don't forget the old ways I operated. I'm doing something new. I'm creating something new in your life. I'm doing it he says, but you have to be aware of it. You have to perceive it. Look to the person next to you and says, spring up. Wow, you guys are just so enthusiastic today. God is... God says, now something is going to spring up. Just want to make sure you're all awake out there. You guys are really quiet today. God says, I am going to do something new. How many of you guys know that even in the desert, there's life? Even in the hottest spot in the world, there is life. Even in the, the, the hottest desert in the world, there's still life. Even the desert gets rain. Driest spots on earth, even the driest spots on earth get rain. It may be once a year for 10 minutes, 
It may be the it may be the moisture from the mountains coming down and, and washing through. But even the driest spots on earth get rain. Plants can't live without moisture. So when you go out to the desert and be like, how can life survive? Look at the, if you look at the plants, look at the, the cactus, all the different kind of uh, shrubs, different kind of little flowers out there, they all know how to survive. Because even the driest places get rain. Those plants know how, when it rains, to conserve water and take the water that is given to them and use it when they need it. He says, I'm doing something new. Something new is springing up. Something new is coming to refresh. Then he says, I am making a way through the wilderness for you. So many times we're like, oh God, you just... Oh, I'm sick of this. You gotta make a way. You gotta, you gotta do something. You gotta do something, God. He says, I am making a way, but you have to be aware of it. Some translations say, Behold, I am making a pathway for you. He's making a way for us. When it looks like you're walking through the desert and it seems like you're year, on year five of 40, he says, I'm making a way. I'm designing a way. I've got a way already made for you. You just have to perceive it and follow me in it. The last part is really cool because it says, some of the translations say streams, some say rivers. But he says, I am creating rivers in the wasteland, streams in the wastelands. God is sending refreshing. If you're in that season, God is sending refreshing to you. He's sending a river. And when that ri- what happens in that river, you ever watched a river or a, a river go through a desert? All life attra- is attracted to it. You'll see animals come from hundreds of miles through the desert to come to that water, to come to that refreshing that is going in, through that desert, through that wasteland. God says, I'm sending streams in the wasteland. God is sending a refreshing. He's sending a fresh rain, a fresh anointing, a fresh water on you because he can't work with the dried up soil. God can't work with dried up soil. He has to let the moisture come in in order for him to cultivate it. All those four processes before, God can't do that in a dried up place. He needs his spirit to come in and to refresh you so he can do what he's been called to do and what he's called you to do in your life. He has to allow the moisture to come into the soil to cultivate the soil. When your life looks like a wasteland, he st- excuse me. When your life looks like a wasteland, looks like a barren je- desert, he is sending refreshing to you. He's sending streams of living water to refresh your soul, to bring life to the dried out places that seem to be 
barren that seemed to be laid to waste, God is saying, I'm bringing a refreshing stream. I'm bringing life-giving water into your life. And all you have to do is allow me to do it. So if we're in that season, just, man, just say, you know what, God, I know you're making a way. God, I know you're doing something new in my life. You're doing something fresh, doing something new, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to see so I'm going to see myself life cultivate. I'm going to see growth in my life. I'm going to see things taking root in my life that are good, that are healthy. Let's pray.